Good morning, Cauldronites. It's good to have you back with me. This is Morgan. I must say it's been an eventful last week. I apologize. I haven't been on. Um, Saturday, the 26th, we had the witches dance out in Port Clinton, which was so fun. Port Clinton holds a trunk or treat along their main street in on Madison. And uh, they closed the street off. I was able to be there with the Vulcan House family and do the witches dance. We did it three times. So much fun. So much fun. I can't even begin to describe how fun it was. And then right after that, I had to shoot back to Toledo because we held the witches ball. Um, hopefully... Some of you were able to make it. Um, I did, hadn't seen too many of you, but uh, next year we will be holding the Witches Ball on Halloween. So it'll be Halloween 2020 will be the Witches Ball. And uh, I really hope that you guys are able to show up because it would just be an amazing event if you guys can show up. We have 50-50 raffles. We have... Um, we have dancing, we have um, silent auctions, um, you know, we just, there's so many things. We have vendors, my good friend, Sabelle, who has a shop out in Pennsylvania, she showed up, it was so nice to see her, it was awesome to see Lady Talison there, I hadn't seen her in a little bit. Um, and Lady Artemis was there with her clothing line that she is getting off the ground, which let me tell you, these clothing, these clothing items that Lady Artemis has definitely amazing. Um, Lady Artemis is an elder in the Toledo area. So it was just such a pleasure to have her there. Good friends, um, coming in. I met a new, uh, friend from Gypsy Soul. Her name is Joelle. Uh, she is, she's got all sorts of stuff that is just absolutely gorgeous. Um, well worth the time and effort, um, that they put into making this ball. I had, uh, my Native American friends come, uh, who own Two Feathers. He makes authentic dream catchers, um, that are Native American. And, um, he's actually registered with the tribe. So it's definitely authentic. It's all from nature real stones in them uh if it's a pink stone nine times out of ten that's going to be rose quartz or pink botswana you know it's it's legit um today i wanted to talk to everybody um since we've already gone over yule and Samhain. um i think i'm going to take a break from that i don't want to get too far ahead on the wheel of the year but um wanted to talk about what the pinnacle actually means um, in the Webster's Dictionary, the pinnacle means uh, a talisman or a magical object typically disc-shaped and inscribed with a pentagram or other figure and used as a symbol for the element of Earth. According to angelfire.com, a pinnacle is a symbol of a star in, in of a star-encased circle. Sorry, I'm getting ahead of myself. Um, it has five points with one always pointing upward. Each point means something. It represents connection with the elements. It's also believed to be a protector against evil and shields the wearer. Um, so there are five points on the, on the star. Number five has always been significant in, um, 
in, in, our, in the magical realm. Uh, humans have five senses. We have five fingers and toes. A person can make a star with their bodies. Um, the elements are spirit, air, earth, water, and fire. I did those out of order. Um, but they all have meaning. Earth and fire are basal. They're fixed. Um, air and water are free-flowing. The single upward point on the star, that's the spirit. That signifies the ruling matter. It's a symbol of rightness. Uh, depending on how you draw the pentacle, you can either invoke or banish things. So um, it goes from the top and going clockwise. So going diosol. Spirit is at the top, then air, then fire, then earth, then water, and back to spirit. That makes the complete circle. Um, so that's a little on the pinnacle, um, you know, why it's significant to us. Um, if you want to do more research, I implore you, please do more research on it. Um, I also want to talk to you about tools of the trade. Um, according to Buckland's book, The Blue Book, everybody knows the complete book of witchcraft, tools of the trade are going to vary depending on the tradition. They will also vary by name. Um, we're using the Gardnerian witchcraft names and examples of the tools in his book. Um, when you decide what tradition you're going to follow, you can research for yourself what tools that tradition is going to require. In Gardnerian, there are eight tools. It includes the athame, the sword, the wand, the scourge, the cords, the white-handled knife, and the pentacle. You can claim less if you're creating your own tradition. Um, tools must be ritually cleansed and purified after you've purchased them. This removes any negative vibrations that might be attached to them because um, you don't know where it's been. I realize even if you buy it from a store, even a reputable store, they may have cleansed and consecrated them, but I think it's just best to do it anyways because then you can put your spiritual information, if you will, and have that attached to your tools. Um, your knife or your athame. Um, every witch should have one. It may not be called an athame in the tradition that you are um, looking into, but for this purpose, we're just going to call it an athame. Um, Anglo-Saxon Magic by Dr. G. Storms states, Iron manifestly takes its power from the fact that the material was better and scarcer than wood or stone or for making tools. And secondly, from the mysterious way in which it was originally found in meteor excuse me, meteoric stones. It needed a specialist and a skilled laborer to obtain the iron from the ore and harden it. Indeed, we find many people regarding regarded their blacksmiths as magicians. Um, so according to this passage, iron or steel was the best metal to use. Uh, the knife is completely, the knife size is completely up to the person uh, using that particular athame. There's no length requirements according to Buckland. Now, depending on your high priestess, there may be a length requirement. Usually, if I understand correctly, it should be about five inches. Um, to make the knife yours, 
You may want to buy an etching pen and etch into the blade uh, your runes, your particular runes. Um, whether it be your coven crest or a special phrase um, or your magical name, it's ideal to do this because this is creating a bond with that particular tool. The sword, um, it's not essential because the knife can always substitute, the athame can always substitute for it, but the, the sword is used for making, creating the circle. Many covens um, have a coven sword and usually we'll have um, coven members etch something in the sword just to make it more part of the coven. <clears throat> Pardon me, good grief. Um, other tools are the wand. It's an extension of the operator. In Buckland's book, it's of zero importance how long a wand is or which wood it's carved out of because it's an extension of the user. However, my recommendation is you get a wand or a piece of wood that you are creating the wand out of that is one of the seven sacred woods or nine sacred woods I'm sorry <clears throat> the magic lives in the witch not in our tools and you adorn it how you wish um, because it's your journey no one can tell you how to do it the bell necessary it is very necessary the vibrations that um, the vibrations that it causes uh, supplement the power raised and creates harmony between all people present. Um, the cords are adornments used by some covens to denote status. Status. Um, here I'm talking about a singulum, uh, and 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 a lot of uh, a lot of traditions, a lot of Wiccan traditions. Um, you know, the neophytes are one color, first degrees are a different color, and so on. Um, and, and that is sacred to a lot of traditions. Um, the attire a coven requires is going to vary. Um, the one that I've belonged to, um, you know, you had to have a cape. A cape is necessary, I believe, for a couple of reasons. One, <clears throat> it pays homage to those who used to have to hide in the woods so that they could perform their rituals and if they needed to they could flip the hood up real quick and run and they're black because they blend in and it you know it just it's blacks an all color type of material it'll it'll blend in with you know in the shadows and stuff like that when they were running away but also black is the color of the absorption of all the rainbow. Um, anything that you wear, your pinnacle that you have around your neck, special rings, special um, brooches, anything like that that you are bringing into a coven, not any jewelry, uh, uh, if you're wearing a crown, all of that must be consecrated. So make sure that you're consecrating that before you get into the circle. Um, that's very important because you don't want anything negative clinging to it and uh, bringing that into the circle. It's very important that you consecrate everything, all of your tools, all of, just do it once. If it's been done once, that's fine. Some covens, if you're visiting and doing a circle, they're going to require you to consecrate your items again because they don't know. Um, and, and just go with it. Don't take offense to it because honestly, it's just a requirement that they have to ensure 
that your items are consecrated properly. I never have taken offense to anybody who wanted to consecrate my materials because I've just always understood that, you know, some people might say, oh, yeah, I consecrated this, and all they did was sprinkle it with salt. Maybe they didn't like your athame. You're supposed to consecrate it with um, fire. You're supposed to consecrate it with air, which is the incense. You're supposed to consecrate it with earth, which, you know, is the salt and water and you're also supposed to consecrate it by sticking it in the ground for three days so i will do a talk about that one um how to how to properly consecrate your tools i guess i probably should have done that first but um since we're here (laughs) it it is what it is but um you know the consecration of salt and water is a very important thing and um knowing how to do that is important where you can find that <clears throat> would be in the book mastering witchcraft by um paul Hewson. he has a lot of information in there a lot of information in there um it will benefit you to have that book in your arsenal in your um tool you know as a tool So I'll go over charging, um, you know, consecrating your tools with salt and water. It's it's called the salt and water for exorcism um, or the exorcism of salt and water. So um, we'll go over that right now, actually, so then you know how to do it. Um, So you're going to need a handful of salt. You're going to cast a small handful of salt into a bowl of water. And it can be pink salt, it can be just regular sea salt, it can be regular table salt. Whatever you have, it's fine. Um, Breathe these words into the water's surface while visualizing a bluish light hovering over it. This is what you want to say. Water and earth where you are cast, no spell or adverse purpose last. Not incomplete accord with me, as my word so mote it be. That's charging your bowl of salt and water. Now, holding your hand over some burning incense, um, they they talk a lot about loose incense in here, so it'll be like a charcoal brick with your incense over the charcoal brick burning. But if you have just a stick of incense, hold your hand over it. um, Visualize the bluish light going into that stick and say creature of fire this charge i lay no phantom in thy presence stay hear my will addressed to thee and as my word so mote it be um consecrating during the moon phases um you usually want to do waxing towards full um you know you can you you can you use the the water you sprig you asperge it which you you flick just dip your dip your fingers in the water with the salt and you flick it onto your tool um you say the same thing that you said when charging the water and same thing when you said for the incense um you say it when you are 
passing it through the incense. So when you're sprinkling it with water, as you're sprinkling it with water, you're going to say by water and fire. Oh, you can say this during both. By water and fire I conjure thee that there remain within thy frame no adverse thought or animity. Hear my will, attend to me as my word, so mote it be. Um, now, he goes on to talk about, you know, your initial supplies that you should have, um, which I, I kind of actually agree with some of these, um, what witches should have at initially. Um, you, you need some charcoal blocks and some, sand, some candles. Um, you need salt, uh, distilled water, a sewing kit, your tools. Um, he talks about a dip pen set. Now, he's talking about a feather with ink, okay? Um, you need some thick black waterproof ink and a paintbrush. Um, and that is for writing on your tools, your, your magical name. It's for when you're charging your athame or your cup and you're putting your symbols on the on those items to make them yours so um he goes into you can make your own ink he's got a way to do it um and then he says selection of household glues bottles and jars um are other things that you need labels for preparations um and then a white hilted work knife and that is for cutting if you're cutting herbs, whether out in the wild or in your home, f to use for your magical workings, you use the white-hilted knife because you don't want to use your athame. Your athame is for nothing other than opening the door, uh, pulling down the power, invoking the goddess, pulling down the powers of the ancients, all that. It's not used for cutting. It's not used for... Um, poking if you're doing a blood ritual or anything like that. So just remember those things. Um, we covered quite a bit today, and I, I look forward to talking to you again, um, hopefully sooner than later. Um, maybe we'll get into some uh, history, and we can, um, we can go from there. But tell me what you think. You have any questions, please message me. I, I really like hearing from you guys, so I appreciate it. Thank you so much. You guys have a great day. Enjoy the, well, the next day, next 24 hours. Um, the veil is opening. The veil is at its thinnest tonight and tomorrow. Just make sure you make good use of that. Um, you have a, a blessed day, and remember, your word is your bond.